Warning! The anime egotists have opinions about stuff and other stuff. Please understand this while watching the video and know that no opinion is a fact. Not even yours. So please enjoy the video. Or don't. Eh. And welcome to the greatest anime podcast of yesterday. The anime egotists. My name's Alex, and I like listening to Christmas music even when it's not Christmas. I have to tend to agree, and I'm Richard. That's right. And if you know us, you know we like to talk about anime. And every now and then we talk about anime video games mm -hmm. and what they bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, whether it's a whole new story involving the characters, uh, or a unique story that later on gets an anime adaptation, the games are usually a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Some of which are better, because a, a lot of anime games nowadays have kind of gotten the reputation for being kind of the same, just go through the, mm -hmm. the same story of the anime and all that other jazz. Sometimes it's warranted, like sometimes the criticism is warranted, but other times it's not. Other times we can actually get some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, and as it, um, so for a few rules that I think we've kind of came to agree on for this, we, we have rules. Kind of. Um, it doesn't matter whether these were uh, whether the game came first or the anime came first, as long as the game and the anime exist, telling pretty much the same story. I think we're okay with it as being on our list. Oh, the same story. If they happen to be that. I... Okay, because I was about to say, I do have a couple, I, a good majority of mine just so happen to be like game original stuff, because that's what I find to be pretty interesting. Just game original stuff, but there are some ones that are actually pretty true to the story. No, I mean, we'll go into detail kind of how it is just uh, as we go through. I mean, a lot of mine are share similarities with the anime, but eventually, and but do have some differences. Okay, but before, do you, first of all, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay, but I have a little announcement for all of us. Yes, your boys are now in a couple of different places. Besides YouTube, you can find us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We're we're trying to get to other places, but like it's 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 a little more complicated than it looks. But mainly, check us up on Anchor because apparently we can get paid. Apparently, like if we find people crazy enough to want to listen to us for long periods of time, which we appreciate it, but we we also just question why. Yeah, and this is actually the first time I'm hearing of this. So yeah, I, I love hey. see I love seeing your reaction to it. But yes, we are on po different podcasting apps. We'll try and get on more. We'll think about it. Anyways. What is your first anime game story thing? So this one is kind of why I mentioned that it could tell similar or pretty much the same story, and that's the uh, 2020 fairy tale game. Okay, you know, I've been wondering, wondering what your thoughts on this game, because I don't know if you ever got it while I we did. were talking about it. I did. Um, so, spoiler alert for both the anime and the game. Um, Pretty much, uh, it takes the storylines from the first time skip, uh, which happens after what's called the 
uh, I guess it's the Tenro Island arc. Could be the S class promotion arc. I don't really know which one it's actually titled. Um, and tells the story through uh, just after the second time skip in the series, which is only one year. How many time skips are there in Fairy Tale? Two. Uh, okay. All right. One, all is, right. one is seven years, and one is one year. Okay. That I can. I can. I can. I can live with that. That's that's fine. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, this covers the uh pretty much the post seven years arc uh so what happened in that seven year time skit or after, right after that the grand magic games arc the um what's it uh the dragon king festival arc uh and the tartarus arc are the th are the major story parts of this um game again they it pretty much follows exactly what the anime does, but there are some subtle differences that you'll notice if you watch the anime and played the game. Um, overall, it's a really fun game. Uh, it, it's very much in the style of Persona, um, like very much in the style of Persona. Oh, okay. And I am a huge fan of Persona. Maybe we'll talk about it more one day, but I can subscribe to that. Would it be? Would you say it's a good game for like new time fans? Because I haven't checked out Fairy Tale by any means, but I saw the game and I was curious about it. Um, it might be a little hard to get into only because there are references to the first four or five arcs that are um, not included in the uh, game. Uh, the tutorial is the S class arc, and then that there's four or five arcs that take place well before that arc and it's so there's some character stories and backstories that you would might not get completely if you didn't watch the anime. yeah so okay this I one's can... more for a fan of the anime okay maybe, maybe i'll check it out someday maybe maybe it'll be interesting but so my first game go ahead okay attack on titan and well attack on titan 2 on pretty much all the gaming consoles so as somebody who I wouldn't say I dislike Attack on Titan. I think part of it's just there are times I'm just not able to get into it. it as somebody who's basically like the first, I want to say the first two seasons, I'm pretty much through those. But as, but I was a big fan of how the story, they, you could tell that they weren't taking too many liberties. Like the game, the deaths, feel, the deaths in the game feel just as, almost as, just as gruesome as the ones in the show. Oh, you're able to get to know a lot of these characters in the first game, even though if at times it is a bit easy, like everybody's being killed by all these different Titans, and I just killed about 40 of them without even trying. And, but Attack on Titan 2 takes things in a slightly different direction. And it does basically what we're talking about. It, ta it makes you your own character, and you have to go through the story, but... But they do just enough to make it so like Aaron is still like the main character doing most of the stuff, but you still have a little bit like you're still involved. You're just doing other stuff like they don't make you the Titan shift or give you every single thing that makes you special. It's just it's implied that you're just a regular soldier, even though there are some clues. There might be stuff about your past that we don't know about. But also you get to know the characters. You get to interact with all your favorite hits and then watch them die at some point but how they fit how they kind of play around that is once you beat story mode you can go back to the missions where people died and you can save them and you can basically go through their story 
and basically have your character bond with them and everything. It's it's a really nice addition. Yeah, that really sounds interesting. I I remember playing a little bit of the first one because our roommate had the game. Right. Uh, but uh, I don't really remember that one having very much story because I just remember it being pretty much a bunch of missions. You go out, kill Titan. Yeah. And the, kill the boss Titan, then leave. Yeah, and the, but the, here's the thing. They did a little bit of too good of a job because you actually feel invested with all these characters and everything. And spoil, um, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two. Your character, as when your characters are coming back from a mission, a bunch of Titans start chasing you and the gang as you're trying to transport something back. And your character kind of just goes off on his own. He's And you're basically, they basically tell them, I got this. You guys get back to base and everybody's like oh my god is he dead and and the writers the people who made the game are apparently like oh well yeah your character's dead even though basically it was just a bunch of grunts and you could have taken them out easily and then at the epilogue they show a scene where it's implied you might be alive and it, it was weird not to mention the season pass they did which is season three you can't play as your original character they you basically just have to play it like they never existed they don't even address them which really bothered me i'm like just let me keep playing with my guy but maybe a sequel game will do it overall it's a fun fun game it got me more into the story and there was some surprisingly funny moment it's with your character her and then the character and then aaron saying something like that's really not funny man i'm like well excuse me for trying to lighten the mood you're gonna be a lot of fun in season four aaron have i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy that uh, yeah. all right so, so next game yeah um so uh we've this one's also kind of following the it's not it, the game came first uh style um at least uh, or i guess it's the first of those that we're talking about sure i'm gonna go with um pokemon soul silver and heart gold okay again there are elements that you'll see I, this one's a remake of of course, the original Gold and Silver games, um, which came out before the anime. Um, so, of course, there's certain elements you'll see in the anime. Um, the Red Gyarados storyline. Um, actually, that's kind of it, besides battling through... I was about to say, what else is there? So there are some unique story elements in uh, this game that you... Uh, along the lines of um, the... Uh, radio tower part. Um, I just, th these were my favorite Pokemon games. Uh, they were like the last ones I bought before I got, uh, fell out of Pokemon. And I built like my best team ever. Um, I just remember really loving this story. Again, I played, I mean, my first one that I ever beat was Pokemon Crystal, which is the sequel game in the originals. But these update the graphics. And the story just, to me, this one's personal. I, I love this storyline. Um, the story of Ethan of going through beating Team Rocket's resurrection. I, don't, I really don't know what they call themselves. Yeah, Ethan or Lyra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add one little thing to this? Go ahead. Yeah, because we also we know Silver's story. Basically, Giovanni's his daddy, and his daddy mm -hmm. walked out. Remember, in Heart Gold and Sold Silver, there's a there's a special scene that I, I want to say doesn't like you can't get anymore except by hacking or something like that, where mm -hmm. Cel you go with Celebi and you basically see Giovanni leave Silver when he's a kid. 
basically adding a little more to the wow i feel really sorry for this kid yeah there was a lot from i mean unfortunately i never got to play any of the online stuff my ds didn't connect to the wi-fi correctly um so i never got to do any of that stuff but still i i, I just love this story and I, I think this one's personal to me just because it's a remake of my favorite uh yeah. Generation. I can I can understand that. Uh, now I'm glad that you mentioned the Pokemon store because I'm gonna go straight into because I have one that's right after that. Okay. Okay. Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Now hold on, hold on. I want to emphasize not for the story with Team Aqua and Team Magma. No, they still did, they did a little bit of a better job of fixing it. But even even me like a hardcore Gen Three man and is like no Team Aqua and Team Magma are just they're they're, they're both idiots. They're both just complete idiots. It's not like no, whatever. I'm and I I mean specifically how they improved upon the relationship between the rivals, May and Brendan, because a lot of because we we whether you play as May or whether you play as Brendan, there aren't that many differences. I'd say Brendan's a little more of a developed character if you play as a female. But one of the things this game did really well is they added scenes where it wasn't just you two battling. It wasn't just you two talking. Like it was moments where like you'd see the beautifly go by or you'd look at the. You, it was moments where it, it really felt like the two were re, were actually friends, and it's a really they do such a better job of it because it feels so much more mature yet still goofy at times and a little awkward. And I, I don't know, what are your thoughts on this? I tend to agree. They um they definitely did a better job uh, than the originals in this one, just because there are those extra scenes. Um, some, the one I always remember is the um, starting it's not really the sturdy one i guess it's like the third or fourth scene uh where the beautifly start flying and you get the uh panoramic shot of uh pretty much it, it's like the we're at the end of the tutorial and your character saying goodbye to me for, for a little while yeah and not to mention just especially because one of the things that really sucked about ruby and sapphire is after Lily Cove City, you pretty, your rival just basically disappears. Like, they, there's nothing more to them than that. But, like, during the course, like, when you're trying to save the world from the legendaries and everything, like, they say to you, like, please, don't, you can save the world, but please don't be too hasty. Because you're, like, the best friend I have. And when I first saw it, I'm like, that's that's really touching. And, that's, and then at the end of the game, when you beat the champion, they're like, oh, well... We started. We started our journey together. So let's finish it. And I'm like, okay, this is still touching, but okay. And then at the end, when you get to battle them again, basically right after the credits, I'm like, okay, this is perfect, perfect. And they've mega evolved their starter and everything. And then the Delta episode happened, and it was really good. And it's just like, oh, why don't you invite your friend? And then you two can go together, and you basically watch the shooting stars. I'm like, okay, is this a date or not? Like, I'm not a shipper or anything, but this is weird because people have said, and yeah, this is this was a date. I'm like, I can't even, I can't completely argue with that. Yeah, um, the only thing that I think they really could have improved on that they didn't was Wally. Um, it's pretty much the exact same thing as the originals uh as far as i remember he's you faced him what three times in total? something something like that and he's still i mean he's a bit stronger but i wish that they had brought him in for part of the story at least yeah like, i think i think so too not he doesn't have to be there to battle you again but have him show up at lily cove or 
uh, Sutopolis City or something towards the end of the game where he's there and maybe have him in one of the bases trying to help stop uh, the evil team. There's just a pile of grunt stock stacked up, and he's like, like PTFO, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, uh, uh. All right, you got this. Now, if only characters like Brendan and Wally, if only they were in like the show at some point so we could see what their dynamic with May would be like. No. Hmm. Anyway, anyways, anyways, what, what's your, what's your ne- next game? We've been, we, now what's your next game? So the next one I'm going to talk about is, um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse one and two. Um, oh, one and two. Okay. I'm kind of putting these two together, uh, mainly because they're almost the exact same story. And some of them are copy pasted levels. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Two goes in a bit more detail because there's added uh, bad guys in, on these levels. But the story pretty much is that you're pulled out of time to help save the Dragon Ball universe because they're constantly under attack from uh, over uh, from uh, the demon world, I guess is what, what they're called. Or the yeah, the, the, the demon world. Toa and Mira. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. And they are pretty much going back and either supercharging enemies or adding enemies to uh, the fight, which causes the heroes to die early or die when they're not supposed to die and they're messing up the timeline. Your entire job is to go back and prevent these incidents or correct them when you can. Yeah, basically. And it's a lot of fun because you get to revisit all the uh, big moments and Specifically in two, you get so much more powerful because you get um, access to Super Saiyan pretty much, and it becomes permanent versus where you, in the previous game, you lost it after a few, you had it for like 30 seconds. Yeah, well, to, I'd like, to be honest, we've talked about this before, I'd kind of like a bo- best of both worlds. When you first start, it drains your power, but once you fight in it long enough, then it's like, oh no, you don't even have to expend any energy to keep it on. That would be more in line with the Dragon Ball Z anime, but like they're they're not interested in that. Yeah, but still, the story's good, and um, I, I like that if you if you have a save file of Dragon Ball Z Universe and then plays Universe Two, your previous character is the hero of the new area, but is also an enemy you fight later on because yeah, that story. that was a that was a brilliant touch. I really did like that, and I. I remember it was really difficult for me because I, in Xenoverse 1, I played through like all the side quests and all that. And so I had a really overpowered character at the end. And I played through pretty much just the story to start uh, Xenoverse 2. So when I got to the end, I was facing my character with uh, with this, uh, its higher stats at the end. And it's like, oh, that was... yeah. Yeah, plus depending on which race you play, Saiyan, Human, Namekian, blah, 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 blah you get the power based on who you're training mm-hmm. with. Like, you go do Vegeta to learn Super Saiyan. You go to Frieza to learn the golden form, that sort of thing. It was, it was a simple yet nice touch. Yeah. So I really enjoyed Xenoverse 2. I don't know if we'll ever get Xenoverse 3 because I don't really know what they could what they could add to it. It would have to be like a reboot with some, like a new style or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I could see them redoing it, but yeah, again, I like the style, but unless they start telling a completely unique story or have it pretty much be telling super story there's not much that they can 
talking about right now. Yeah, basically. Anyways, I can agree with that. Anyways, so my next one. Go ahead. Okay, so just a heads up, there are going to be a couple of different Yu-Gi-Oh ones because those are like the most act, some of the most accessible anime games. So, and I've talked about this one before, Yu-Gi-Oh 5D's World Championship 2011 over the Nexus. Please say that three times fast. Anyways, no, I'm good. Okay, of course. Anyways, what I love about this game in particular, Yu-Gi-Oh games, you know, before they just stopped being interesting or fun or good or anything along those lines is there were actually stories. There were actually things you could go around and do. You took the place of Yugi or Jaden or Yusei or whoever the other ones are. And one of the things I really love about this game in particular is how it basically evolves from its previous ones. Because the previous one, like the very first one was just, you just take Yusei's place. You get the amnesia, you get locked up in the facility, you do all this, this, and that. You win the Fortune Cup. But this game decides to do something a little bit different. You start off, and I've talked about the Crash Town arc of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds and the redemption of Callan, so I'm not going to get too much into that. But one of the cool things is you're just a res you're a resident there. You have nothing to do with the plot until you get rope until you kind of get roped in and you're taken care of and you become friends with two kids. It's and one 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 of the things that kind of sets this off of the anime is in the sub version the dad of this kid dies but in the dub they just say oh he's fine he just but they never show him they just like oh he's fine he'll he'll he's good to go it meanwhile in the game you just you see him fall as he's dangling from a cliff I'm like Jesus Christ come on and then you find him and he's fine and he just has amnesia and you help him out whatever but the thing is when you get to the actual tournament tournament part which is what this covers, and we've talked, and I've talked a little bit about the tournament before. Is you'd expect you say to be like, "Hey, you should join our team," and Jack and Crow to be like, "Fine, let them join Team Five Ds." But it's like, no, you meet two brand new original game original characters, Toru and Misaki, and they're like, "Hey, you should be on our team," and they both kind of have their own story throughout it. Toru's story is of him being a little reckless and sometimes gullible, but he actually gets smarter and a little more serious. Not too much though. And Mikasa's kind of the opposite. Like, she's, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two. She's from the future. She's from the future. And she kind of, she's basically an android from the future. And her mission is to protect you. Her mission is, like, to help you out and all this other sorts of stuff. But it, she starts off being cold and serious. But she actually kind of grows to be a big sister for Luna and actually a friend for everybody else. It's just nice to see an anime game that's like, you know what? You know the story of the anime. Let's add some plot, some twists and turns, so it doesn't feel like you bought this game just to re to watch the anime again. I don't know. I really like it, and I love those two characters who, sadly, haven't been in anything else. Yeah, I mean, I've, I remember you talking about this game, and it sounds interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of um, there's a Game Boy Advance game that I remember renting a few times from Blockbuster um, that pretty much. Retold the dual, uh, the uh, Battle City art, um, but you had a, an original character, and you met all the different side characters throughout uh, the tournament, and went. You could still win the tournament, but I, every so often you took the place of um, one of the main characters, but you had other duels in it that were, uh, made it fun and unique. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the thing that and that these companies need to understand. Like, I we don't need a completely original story, but some 
original characters, give them some story because by that by that point they actually legitimately felt like your family. Like these two are these two are going to be by your side basically no matter what. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I highly recommend it for anyone. But anyways, what's your next one? So my next one is uh, specifically Naruto Uzumaki Chronicles 2. Okay, uh, 2. I, I had a feeling this would be on your list. I never actually played the first one. Um, I've looked into buying it, and it's relatively cheap. Um, but this one's actually a lot of fun. Um, so it takes place, I think, if I remember correctly, it takes place right after... Um, the Sasuke retrieval arc and its failure. Yeah, there are a lot of Naruto video games that would just filler storylines right after the Sasuke arc ended. But it's so pretty much there's this clan that's not associated with any village um, that uh, are puppet masters and have different styles. They have like a standard foot soldier, a lizard style monster, and they're trying to they're trying to resurrect a giant puppet uh, that is supposed to be like the end of the world or they're going to use it to uh, rule the world. I don't really remember that part of the story anymore. Yeah. Okay, well, just a heads up. If anybody tells you we need enough power to resurrect something, you should probably watch out for them because that that, that's, that never seems to work out well. Yeah, but you get, I mean, it's a ton of different levels. Um and it's one of those interesting games that you can, once you finish the story, you can replay the story with your power-ups already. Um, the enemies get a little bit stronger, and but your character stays at the higher level already, so you uh, don't have to start again, so your powers are already unlocked. So if you, if I remember correctly, you don't start out with uh, the wrestling gun, uh, or maybe you do, I just... But you have like I, I remember you have like little unlocks that you can put in like a yeah. thing right, that gives right, you right. stronger powers, and, uh, improves the amount yeah. of chakra you have, and yeah, and then you get back to that one boss who was kicking your ass all the time, but you're completely powered up, so you just takes like two or three hits and you just laugh like a maniac. Yeah, but I remember. I mean, there's they do like their burning levels. I will admit that in this mm -hmm. game, there's at least two I can remember. There may be a um where the, there's fire pretty much everywhere but you get to play as all pretty much all of the old uh characters well uh, all the ones people care about yeah um i mean of course naruto i think sakura is a playable character i don't remember. yeah gara lee kakashi i think guy but who knows yeah guy takes over for one level but that unlocks him so that you can use him in a second playthrough yeah. Um, and Sasuke is unlockable for the mission. Yeah. Plus, plus, it's nice to see because we get we get to see a couple more scenes of the sand and the leaf interacting together after everything they've been through. It's it's and it's nice to see that there's they seem to have buried the hatchet. It leads to some good moments, especially between Naruto and Gara, of course. Yeah, and it's it's a unique story that would have actually made pretty good uh filler for naruto we got a lot of bad filler this might have been a pretty good story arc had they actually done this in the anime yeah there are a couple of naruto games like that but i can co-sign onto that so my next game go ahead okay i just want to i just want to put a psa to 
anybody who's going to disagree with this and insult the person involved, you shouldn't. You should be ashamed because of your jealousy. And I'm going to say Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force 3. But I have two specific stories. One of them is going to be an honorable mention later on. So in the Yu-Gi-Oh! In Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force, basically two, two onwards, one didn't do it as much, you got a tag partner. And depending on who you got, you got a different story. Like Jaden would have one specific story. Cyrus would have another specific story. You duel different people. You get some character development, and it's nice. But for Tag Force 3, had one character in particular that I want to shed some light on. The not-posh person, Bastion Misawa. Now, everybody, most of the main characters had a couple of different stories. Like, I talked before about how Bastion had a story where... He was excitable and loud, and he had the elemental heroes, and he was basically saying, get your game on and everything. And it's funny for about two minutes, and then it gets old. But there's another story where he talks about what we've talked about, him being ignored, him feeling like he's a bad duelist, like he's not worthy. And when it this takes place at the end of season, pretty much season four of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. So you face off against the season four villains, and as the series progresses, as Bastion's sword progresses, he kind of realizes nobody's expecting him to be the person to take out these villains. And one of them even said, who's called Truman, says, "You, it was supposed to be you. You're supposed to be the person because you work hard. And who gets all the shine? Jaden. Jaden's the hero. Jaden's the one people remember. You're the one who's forgotten about all the time. And, and Bastion's like, no, I'm not going to succumb to the darkness in my own heart. So you and him team up. And you win the graduation duel, but sadly, everybody's watching some other duels, so it's just you two and your opponents. <laughs> yeah. But in as, as much as I would have hated that, but Axel Brody from Season 3, he shows up and he says, hey, I'm really proud of what you guys did, because Jaden told me you beat all basically all the villains for this season. And Bash is like, yeah, but people still don't notice me. And Axel's like, who cares about that? It's one thing to fight for glory or recognition, but you're fighting to protect the people that you care about. And Bastion kind of realizes, yeah, that's what it's about. And you guys basically look over the sunset and Bastion bows to himself. Even if nobody remembers me, I'm going to continue to fight for what's right from the shadows. And he kind of makes you go, he kind of makes you promise you'll be there with him. It's a really good closure to Bastion's arc. It almost makes up for everything that happened in the anime. Well, almost. Almost. But it's it's just nice to see somebody like him getting the love he deserves. Yeah, I mean, that sounds interesting. Um, I didn't know there was a game like that where you got uh, unique stories for each uh, um, character. Yeah, it's, like it's each character you partner with. It's on the PSP, and there, there, like I said, there's another story I'll get to, but I don't know. I just picked the Bastion story in particular because he just got nothing in the anime, and this was the closest he got to a really good story. And I still think it is a good story, but like like I said, just Bastion, who isn't posh. So let's just get that out of the way. All right. We're on to honorable mentions now. Correct? That, oh, yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah. All right. I have two. Okay. I have four. So, okay. So, um... I'll just do one, and then you can do two, and then I'll do two. That's okay. Fun. All right. Uh, so one of mine is uh, Zoid's uh, Battle Legends. Um, I had I, that was the game I brought to college with uh, to play on your Wii a few times. Yeah, it was a confusing game, but it was still pretty fun. 
yeah, if you're a fan of Zoids, uh, this game takes place, um, I think, sometime around or after the first anime series. And it takes place between uh, the Republic and the Empire are uh, at war. And of course, they use the Zoids to fight. And it's, uh, you take the place of a soldier and you pretty much have to fight through these different levels of uh, Zoid battles. And there's some of them are ambushes against you. Some of them are just all out battles. This is a lot of fun. Um, I never quite finished the story, so that's kind of why I've got this as an honorable mention. Um, but I remember really enjoying the story and uh, trying to follow along and understand why the uh, two countries are at war with each other. It's just interesting. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. Zoids is something I feel I feel like I could get into it because we tried watching that one Gundam series a while ago in our dorm room. I don't think you or I could get into it very much, but I don't even I remember. I think that was Iron Blooded Orphans. Sure, sure. I I don't know. They're all the same to me. But I can ag agree with that. So you said you had, I do too? Yep, go ahead. Okay, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Okay. One of the cool things about this game is, well, it's not necessarily, it's not create your own character or anything, but uh, you basically play through the story of, uh, from Saiyan Saga to Buu Saga. Uh, and if one of the cool things is that there are like, while you're fighting, people are talking, but it's not one of those things where, the action stops completely. You just hear the voices as you're fighting, so it doesn't slow down the action. But if you press the R3 button, that's where you can decide, like, for example, newer fans can press it, and all of a sudden it can, it triggers a cutscene. Like, if you're Goku fighting Frieza, uh, and you press it, then you can switch out and have Piccolo fight him and be like, okay, I need to charge up the Spirit Mom or something like that. Not to mention... There are a lot of like what if stories, like what if Goku and Raleigh fought like one more time, or Android Eight versus Android Sixteen, or even re like really, really different ones. Like what if the Saiyan Bardock had gotten the Saiyans together and fought and gotten to Frieza? It's a, it's just a really interesting way to add some new stories to Dragon Ball. I really appreciate it, especially for me it be it being still probably my favorite Dragon Ball game. Yeah, I've played it a few times. Um, I don't think I've ever completely played the story, but I do remember seeing some of the what ifs for this, and it really is interesting because they get you little extra bits, and that's kind of what you want in an anime game. If, you, if the story's good uh, and it's remaking the anime, the little extra bits can really make a difference. Yeah. All right. So, my next one. Go ahead. Oh, J Star's Victory Versus. Okay, so the story itself isn't really all that interesting. It's not all that special. You you play as a couple of different heroes. Like you can put, like I feel like everybody has a team. Like Luffy has a team. Each Joe gone. Like I don't remember all the characters per se. But you go around and this voice in the sky tells you, "Hey guys, we're gonna have a fighting tournament. So everybody get a team together. You have your like team of like two people. Like Luffy and Ace are a team, but you can recruit a bunch of different people. Like I recruited Seiya, I recruited Psyche, and one of the things I love about this is the characters' personalities fit perfectly. Like, it's interesting to see somebody as serious, or as trying to be as serious as Psyche, interacting with an idiot like Luffy. 
It's fun to see all these different interactions and learning a little bit more about the characters. Now, one of the problems being since Psyche K was so like the Mongo had barely started by the time they were in this game, some of the characters are a little bit different. Like some of the characters feel stiff in a sense. But what I love about the game is everybody interacting. It seems like every all the voice actors and stuff were having a fun time doing this as opposed to Jump Force where all the characters felt stiff and it felt like they were just reading from, like you could tell they were reading from a script. Like the characters' interactions felt way too serious, but but J-Stars embraces the goofiness, which I always appreciate. I mean, thinking about it uh, with all the characters that are in that series, I mean, there are a ton that are super serious characters. Them just trying to react to the fact that there are characters like Luffy and Goku in this. Yeah, I can completely understand how they would have fun with this. Yeah, like like imagine flip like it it I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like the goofiness. I like that everybody involved seem like they're having fun. And I'm still ma- and I'm still waiting on my matchup of Madara versus Nendo. <laughs> Nendo would win. But that's 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 my second honorable mention. What's your next one? All right, so uh, this is one that I watched someone play uh, this, but I really enjoyed this uh, playthrough I watched, and that's Persona Four Golden. Okay. Um, so I mean, like all the Persona games, they follow a specific kind of style, um, uh, turn-based mixed with a action RPG. Uh, ish. I mean, the action part is very limited most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one um, involves the Midnight Channel and uh, murder going around with this. Um, and again, I picked Golden only because this is considered the true ending by the creators. They re-released the game with a little bit extra content. And this is the ending that, of that game. So, uh, I'm not going to spoil this just because it's an honorable mention, but I do recommend if you haven't played this, you can also go watch the anime. There is a Persona 4 Golden Animation. The game's probably what you would want to do just because it's, you get to tell the story through the game. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, after me loving Persona 5 as much as I did, I do want to go back and play some of the older ones, even though, according to a friend of ours, it's like it's hard to go back and play. Not because the old games are worse necessarily, it's just there are a lot of features and stuff that aren't the same. Persona Persona 5, like, has a special place in my heart. Persona 5 Royal, not so much. Maybe I'll talk about that, why that is one day, but I, I can, I can agree. I can live with that being an honorable mention. Yeah, as I said, it's it's fun. I remember enjoying watching this story uh, play through. I kind of regret not actually playing it myself because um, I remember enjoying playing Persona Five. I haven't beaten the story. I know I watched you play it a few times. Yeah, you okay. let me play it once as well. So yeah, well, get like maybe if you get into it, we can talk about it on the channel. Okay, so my next one. On my last two honorable mentions, another Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force 3 story, but even I was surprised at how much I like this one. Blair's story. Now, you remember Blair from GX, right? Yes, she's the... She's actually the young kid who takes her way off the island. 
correct? Yeah, even though uh, the dub says she's eight, the the sub well eight and a half, and the sub says she's eleven, but it's 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 all it's so weird. So <laughs> she has four stories, like not even Jaden has four stories. One of them when she's disguised. One of them when everyone learns, oh, she's a girl. The other one is when she comes back at the end of season two. And the fourth story is like her basically as an obelisk blue student because all those other times she was technically a cipher red. Now, one of the, to me, I can understand why people don't like Blair. I think she's fine, but I understand her crush on Jane can get kind of annoying. Her crush on people can get annoying, despite the fact that season three toned it down because of how serious it was. But one of the things that all the other sources, you have to help Blair do all this other stuff, like talk to Jaden, talk to Zane, stay disguised. But this story is a little different. It's not as like manipulative or mischievous. Like it's like, she basically says, I'm a first year and almost all my friends are third years. I wanna duel everybody and take pictures of them so I have memories with them. And I'm like, that's it? Real? Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, so we get Chaz, and she, she even apologizes to Chaz for being kind of hard on him at times. She apologizes to Alexis because she always feels like she's trying to take Jaden in from her. She takes pictures with people. Heck, she even gets bashed in all, and then she's just like, hey, what are you doing? Get in the picture with Chaz. As a match, she's like, uh, uh, yeah, sure, awesome. Um, And the whole time, it's kind of still implied she has a thing for Jaden, but she doesn't seem as focused on it. Which I noticed because when we passed the test together, it's like, oh, you guys got a perfect score. Congrats. She's like, Alex, you were so, Alex, we did it. And she starts blushing. She's like, you were awesome. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. But that the thing is, it ends in a really mature way, too, because she's like, you know, I really want to thank you for helping me out with all of this. I really appreciate it. Sorry, that's the garage door. No, I was hearing something on my end. Okay, sorry about that, folks. Garage door. Anyways, so one of the things, so at the end of the day, because you get this epilogue with her, she's like, don't, okay, we work so well together, I'm going to quit the academy. And we're like, oh, wait, what? And she's like, I'm going to go with you since you're graduating. And you kind of silently tell her, you have to stay here, you have to finish. And she even tries confessing, but you stop her. And she she matures. She's like, no, I understand. I'm going to stay here. And she she does cry. And she's like, after I graduate, I'm going to be the best student and I'm going to come find you. We're going to be tag partners forever. And I'm like, you know, with how mature the story was told and how the goofy moments were goofy, but not too much. I can live with this story. I don't hate this story. I can kind of understand that. Yeah, I I didn't like her at first. I've never actually got to the point where, as, I, as I've said multiple times, I've never finished season two because I've gotten through tight, like, halfway through the Society of Light arc, and then I just stopped watching for some reason. Yeah, th this isn't a spoiler or anything, but Jane ends up eating a bunch of food while he's in the hospital in season three, and Alexis is like, you're gonna choke on that if you don't slow down, right? And rather than Blair being like, hey, leave Jane alone, he's perfect, she just realistically says, never get between a man and five trays of hospital food. I'm like, yeah, that's that's fair. That's You don't do that. But no, I don't know. That's why Blair's probably one of the more underrated characters in my eyes, but I'm going to get the next one out of the way. Sonic Battle. Oh, I guess there has been an anime. It has to there. Yeah, because we, we Sonic X, the anime, I'm not going to say it's good, but it's funny. Hey, but one of the characters is the robot Emerald, or that they name Emerald. Oh, he's in the anime, but he has a main role in the game. So 
what happens is Sonic finds him. He can barely speak. He, like, he can't even form full sentences. And he goes through chapters with different people like Sonic, Tails, Rouge, Knuckles, etc., etc. And everybody kind of teaches him something. Knuckles teaches him to stand up for himself. Cream teaches him how to be, like, compassionate. Rouge teaches him how to be tricky. All this stuff. Eventually, until he meets up with Eggman. But Eggman, sadly, kind of corrupts him and makes him go haywire and almost destroys the Earth. And spoiler alert, five, four, yeah. Sonic basically has to kill Emerald. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! So I'm like, there's, there's a happy ending, right? And no, the game ends on a somber note. Like, I'm gonna miss him. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is a kid's game. What are you doing? It's because you get attached to everybody, and then you're just like, no, the game's like, no, screw you. This is what you get. Yeah, it could be a lot worse when it comes to Sonic games. So I can. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Those are my honorable mentions. Let's what's the what's our last one? What's what's your last one? So, mine is. Uh, the last one I wanted to talk about was Mega Man Battle Network 5 Double Team DS, specifically. Oh, I have not made it to that game, but go for it. So this one... This one is covered in the English dub of the anime um, to a point. I think there's a, uh, parts of this story take place in this two or three seasons that weren't actually ever dubbed here. Um, but pretty much... Uh, Land in Mega Man, uh, you get a choice when you start the game. Are you going to play on Team Proto Man or Team Kern? Uh, um, this is technically a remake because they're um, the games were sold separately, kind of like how they did the like Blue Moon and Red Sun uh, versions for like the first three games, and then there was like Blue and White at one point and stuff. It's Originally, they were sold as um, Team Proto Man and Team Colonel. And then, uh, but pretty much, you take over as uh, an agent uh, fighting the Darkoids in this uh, story, if I remember correctly. Um, but there's a lot of moments in this uh, game. If you liked Mega Man growing up, this is one of this kind of takes place in that final story arc that we got before they canceled the show here in the U.S. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. The Mega Man games, story-wise, were really good. The only reason that this one wasn't really on my list, because I've played the new, like, the I guess I guess you could say the sequel series, which is Mega Man Star, For Star Force, and I feel like those games do a better jo job, well, even a better job than the anime, because there's, you know I don't like tsundere, like, mean-type girls, and apparently people told me, in the anime, Luna, who's that same type of girl, isn't all that great. But in the game, she's a fascinating character. Like, they actually make her likable and other stuff. But the Mega Man games just are games that just need to be rebooted, onto like remade onto newer systems. Maybe we'll do a list about that sometime. Yeah, but uh, just to go over a few key moments in the story, I mean, there's, um, there's some really interesting elements. Because uh, this game includes the Dark Chips, um, which aren't exactly the same as what were in the anime, where in the anime they instantly corrupt Navi and make them evil. In this one, they make them dark, but give sudden positive effects, but they're kind of like a drug. Uh, they, uh, they give a sudden positive effect, but then there are some negative effects, um, like you lose health, 
after using them sometimes. Um, sometimes they remove certain benefits. Uh, and then there is the major spoiler. Uh, there's um, the dark Mega Man arc in this game. Because, um, uh, of course, there is. Which it was in the anime, but we never got that here in America that uh, that takes place. I think in the it was supposed to be in the next arc series, whatever, because I know Mega Man's kind of, I think, broken up in the series. In the- yeah, yeah. Man, Mega Man could also use a... No, we'll talk, we'll talk about that in another list, because that wasn't... Never mind. Forget what forget I said anything. Yeah, so I just really enjoyed this game, so... Yeah, the, those games in particular were part of my childhood, and they're the ones who got me into Mega Man, so I always... So I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for them. But you mm-hmm. said specifically the fifth one, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, I've played the third one and the fifth. I don't think I played any of the others because they were hard to get for some reason. Yeah, and they're ridiculously expensive right now, so don't bother trying to look. Anyway, so my last one. Go ahead. Okay, so I've talked a lot about this before, and I know for a fact you've seen me play this game, so there should be no surprise that I'm talking about this one. Bakugan Battle Brawlers. This is, without a doubt, one of the most fun, one of the best anime games I've ever played. And I'm going to explain, story-wise. So you start off, you you get the intro where it's like, oh, these cards came from everywhere. We start turning them into card games, because that's what you do. And you start off, and you have to create a character. Sad, sorry, ladies, you, you can't play as a girl. I'm, I, I'd like to think if they remade it, they would fix that to some extent. But what happens is you pick a character, you pick how they look, and you pick your favorite attribute. Now, I always went with dark, because, and, and I'll explain why in a little bit. So we know the story of Bakugan. There's a guy named Masquerade, and he's sending Bakugan to hell or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you basically have to save the, your world and the Bakugan world. Well, and, but you get this scene in the what they call the Doom Dimension, which once again is hell. Well, well they did, they sh- funny, funny how they were more... This was more mature about death than the actual Shadow Realm for Yu-Gi-Oh! Whatever. Anyways, so you see the energy being built up in this place. And you're wondering, what could this be? It could be something, and you see something fly out of it. And during and the tutorial starts, and there's some kid bullying you. It's just like, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat you in Bakugan. And you're just like, but I don't even know how to play. And the main character, Dan, shows up. He's like, oh hey kid, you need some help? I'll teach you. And you get a pretty decent tutorial feel. And he and once you beat the guy, Dan's like, he's like, you know, you're pretty good. And, like, you could be great in a tournament. And the, your character's like, you know, it'd be cool, but I need a Bakugan like Drago. It's just like, yeah, having the right Bakugan will help. Well, see ya. And all of a sudden, a portal opens up and a Bakugan falls to your feet. And it's not from the show. It's not from the game. It's Leonid. It's what he likes to call himself Leonidas. And you're kind of wondering, wait, what's what's going on here? Why are you? There's just and he's just your character's immediately like, hey, want to be partners? I'm like, figured you ask a couple more questions and it's an interview this guy, but it's just like, and Leonidas like, fine, I get to fight strong people, cool. And the story is kind of Leonidas doesn't really he's different because he's more aggressive, which people find, which back when I'm like, he's so aggressive. I'm like, it's a fight. What do you expect? But everybody thinks he's a bad guy. 
and, and you're the one who's always saying, no, I trust Leonidas. And Leonidas at one point is like, you trust me? It's like, yeah, we play fair because somebody beats Dan and apparently plays dirty to do it. They introduce a new villain named Marduk, who sadly is a bit of an edgelord and isn't all that well-developed, but you can't win them all. But it's just a cool story of you going through becoming the best but brawler with a new story like Dan and everyone else is still dealing with Masquerade. You're dealing with Marduk and his original backing on Vladator. And it's it's a cool story because they, Vladator and Marduk, they do develop. Everybody grows to kind of appreciate you and Leonidas. And towards the end of the game, they're like, hey, if you beat us in this tournament, we'll make you a full-fledged battle brawl. We'll make you a part of the group. And you know how Bakugan evolved, right? Yeah, they change forms, uh, yeah. get power-ups where their base form is stronger than and then they get a new card. That's right. You're, and your Bakugan evolves during the course of the game. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. They're giving us everything in this game. This is what a story should be. We don't need the. We don't need a brand new story or anything. We don't need something exactly like the anime. It's nice to get something different that ties, your, that ties you into it. And it makes you feel special. Because if you didn't get a partner Bakugan, like if you didn't get that story, there would be no point. It's nice to see that the game took itself seriously enough and had faith in itself to change direction. Like, hey, let's get, make this a little different. This isn't canon, so but let's let's do something to make it interesting. Let's have you and your Bakugan develop a bond with each other. Let's add new characters. Let's do this. It's, it's just, it's such a great story. And it's one of those games that I really want to be ported. I really want to be like on... Heck, they could put it up on PlayStation now, and I'd pay the I'd pay the monthly fee or whatever to play this game and a handful of others. It's just it's a really fun story, and over it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's it's a fun story. Sorry about the noise. It's fine. It's it's um, cool. But yeah, I remember watching you play it, and this we've talked about anime games in the past, and a big part of what we've always mentioned is almost always we want to have our own unique character with unique traits, unique items, unique partners, all that. You get a little bit of that in Xenoverse, um, but a lot of games lately have been, okay, here are all the characters from this show. Have fun with them. There's nothing unique. You don't get to customize them at all. Yeah, and, and the worst part, and the worst part is, it didn't used to be. If they had never done, ventured out and done this, I wouldn't be that frustrated. Nobody would be that frustrated. They would just be like, "Well, it's always been this way." But no, they used to actually do something different, find creative ways, find new stories, and all that stuff. Give yourself a special back gun. Give Bastion his own story. Give Mega Man something cool. Do fairy. Do for fairy tale. Whatever fairy tale does, I don't know. The, uh, there is a good uh, a good idea in there. Um, I mean, because pretty much, if you can imagine it, there's a type of character that uh, you could have. Again, it would be hard to do in there just because of how expansive the world is. I mean, there's everything from just summoning an element to uh, like someone can use can write a word and it becomes reality exactly and it just bob it just I, I don't know we've talked about i'm not i'm trying not to dwell on the negative right now i'm just appreciating 
all these fun stories we're getting. And in my opinion, Bakugan nails it on the head perfectly. It's not completely a retelling. It's enough where you know the characters and their personalities, but it's also enough of something new and original that if you don't care for the original series, you can actually find maybe, maybe you'll prefer this new series. Maybe you'll prefer this gameplay and the character development and all this other stuff. But that's that's my saying. That's my spiel about it. Maybe I'll make a video doing a little bit of a vlog because I skimmed over some story parts. But that's it. That's it for me. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, maybe eventually we'll get around to playing these games actually talking about them. I am uh, on board with that. I I do know of a way of recording it, but it's going to take some buying a couple of it, buying a couple of things, which I'm on board for. But we just need to talk about it. Well, I mean, like fairy tale, I could stream on Twitch and then download and upload it on here or something. But yeah, well, we, like we what we did with UG. Yeah, we're not. We don't. Have, we don't got to talk about UG wrestling. Though I mean, those stories were more interesting than some of the stories we get on anime. But still, anyways, what do you guys? favorite anime video game stories do you like more of what do you like more of when it's just just like the anime or do you like new original stuff i i would love to hear i would love to hear some of that stuff and let us know what games we missed or something along those lines yeah give us recommendations i'm i'm interested in playing some more anime games that i haven't played yeah yeah and for t Tag Force in particular, like for me personally, if there are other Tag Force stories you like, let me know because there are some I really like and there are some I really don't. But that, that we can talk about that maybe another time. But anyways, just let us know. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you've been watching Anime Egotist. Good night and peace easy.